0: Welcome back to the Stark Wars podcast. Uh, Tonight, we... I I don't usually say this up top, but I'm going to try to be better about it. Just, I mean, if you're clicking on WandaVision episode 5 recap and not expecting spoilers, you know, maybe you deserve spoilers, but we're going to say it anyways. We're about to throw some major spoilers at you. This is a huge spoiler episode. Um, And I think that's the other thing. In the past, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, there's some things that happen. We haven't really gotten answers or... But this is one... That if you haven't seen it, you don't want to be spoiled on. So watch that episode. Uh, and I am here with Tommy. Tommy, how
1: are you? I'm good. Yeah, just like Westview. You're entering. You're entering our zone. This is a spoiler zone. It's not free no more. And I'm good. You know. Uh, I oh. My big update this week, just like I said before, I got the microphone now. I now have this new fancy office chair. Uh, Some people can't see it. The podcast listeners will have to just take my word, but it's a fancy new office chair. I can roll around in it. It's very exciting news.
0: I'm going to get one here soon as well. I think comfort changes the entire podcast. This was a really nice chair at one point, but it is falling apart, so... We'll get there, but I, I think the big news here at the top of the show that I that we have to talk about. Uh, we don't want to bury the lead here. Uh, what the heck happened? Who came through that door? I, I mean, I think that's the question. I, and I, and Tommy, you probably have a, uh, a great answer for it. For me, like there were stages to this reveal for me. You know, okay, you see the hair, and I I know immediately. I know that's Quicksilver, and then you see Evan Peters. And that's when I'm like, okay, so, like, the first five seconds, I'm like, okay, they just recasted Quicksilver. And then I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like, he's from a different universe. So, is that what's happening here, Tommy? Are we
1: are we just fully canonizing the, the X-Men universe? You know, I thought when you were saying breaking news, you were going to talk about the mailman's back. Because that's my big, that's number one for me. The mailman came back. Just saying, um, but yes, I I think we talked about this briefly in the preview or something where I said, you know, I'll be wild if they decide to use the X-Men version of Quicksilver because that was such a big thing when they, they were both around the same time. I think it was in the same year. Uh, Days of Future Past was going to have a Quicksilver and uh, Age of Ultron was going to use Quicksilver too and I was like that's wild. And the fact that Disney was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We're going to use now that we own the X-Men and we own, you know, all of that, we're going to bring that person in. And essentially, I think this I think this is the start of the the multiverse. Unless it's another whole thing which is is going to be wild, but there's theories that maybe this isn't Quicksilver and it's someone pretending to be Quicksilver and it's a nice nod to us that we know it's you know, someone from another universe, but this could be the multiverse starting up. Yeah.
0: I think, I think that, again, that my gut reaction wasn't the multiverse. Um, and, and I know I maybe more comic book fans, that is the first thing they're going to jump to because they know that that's a way more relevant uh, item to put into the show. But for me, I, I'm just like, okay, so uh, that, that's just not where I jumped to at first. And Probably, because we know this is going to tie into Multiverse of Madness. Um, we know that this is definitely stuff they're playing around with. So it's definitely a possibility. But I also do want to talk about what are the other possibilities? Is it as simple as somebody being recast? Is it just a not? Maybe maybe it is uh, a synthetic built magic thing to make her remind her of her brother. Maybe next episode... We get a little bit deeper and Wanda's like, okay, I realize who you are, but you're not exactly who you were. You know what I mean? So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And at the end of the day,
1: it's probably the multiverse. But it's, it's so cool. And it's honestly like, yes, it was probably the biggest moment of the episode. This episode had me like, this wasn't like, it was all leading up to this. There was multiple times where I felt like we hit the the high, like there was multiple highs in this episode. And, um, I love the trio of Jimmy, Darcy, and Monica together. That was a big high for me. Um, Obviously, I've already said the mailman, big, big high for me. Love seeing the mailman back. And uh, Sparky, uh, born and gone (laughs) in the same episode. I mean, it's such a – look,
0: I'll be honest. I'm not super (laughs) sensitive about the dog stuff. I have two dogs. I love my dogs. I don't like seeing dogs in pain. But I know a lot of people do not want to see a dog die on TV. So there's a whole website de- dedicated to uh, let's look up this dog movie and make sure the dog doesn't die before I watch it. I'm not that kind of guy. The dog dies. It's part of the story. No real dogs were killed in the making of this of this show. But with that being said, that was savage. Why did they do?
1: Why did they do Sparky like that? And so, and we'll get into it, but so hypocritical Juan. Oh, like, we can't bring things. All right, Wanda. I have so many gripes. You're ready for some Tommy gripes. Because I have some in this episode, and that's one of them. Like, I get that's the point. She's being hypocritical on purpose, but still, I was like, All right, Wanda, you can bring people back. You know, you, you just did it. Look at your husband.
0: Yeah, I've got gripes too. And look, I just want to say up top, we're we're about to break down this episode. Uh, I got gripes. I've got I've got people I'm gonna complain about. I complained a lot the last episode. But again, I am loving. Just because I'm complaining, it's all part of the fun for me. I love the show so much.
1: Um, So, Tommy, if you're ready, we will hop right into it. I'm ready to dive right in, and we we really dive, but we don't go straight to a title this time. We go right to a establishing classic like 80s, 90s vibe of we get an establishing shot of the house, and it's kind of a different looking house as we you know everything keeps changing. (laughs) And we hear a crying babies cause we got some twin baby boys up in here crying all over the place. Yeah. So it, it, what's really odd
0: here. Uh, one of the first things that jumps out to me and, and it's going to be a theme throughout the episode is Wanda has no control over these kids. Uh, she she tries to quiet them down with her powers. It doesn't work. They get, they get pacifiers slash binkies spit in their face. Um a vision tries to read Charles Darwin's, the descent of man to the babies. That didn't work. Um, Yeah. Let me ask you about the descent of man. Does that mean anything to you?
1: Evolution,
0: which makes me think X-Men. There you have it. It, It's it's, it was being thrown in our faces from the first minute here. Um, do, Do you have any reads on, on maybe why Wanda doesn't have complete control over these kids?
1: I have thoughts, and it comes to, I think this episode in a whole is like, what does Wanda have control of, and what doesn't she have control of? Because there's multiple times, specifically what we've been bringing up, the Pietro thing, where she's like, this isn't me. And I don't, I really believe, and I'm holding to this, I do think she is, she wants this world, right? Like, she wants Vision back. I don't think this is all in her control. I really don't. I don't think she's as villainous as I think this is a red herring. I have to believe that. I have to believe in good Wanda. I have to. And look, uh, uh,
0: we talked very briefly off the show, but uh, I I am. down. I told this. We said this in our premiere episode. I like dark stories. I like when things take a dark end. It gives a bigger gravitas to situations. I think it would be very cool if Wanda was evil, but I am leaning towards your side here. I don't think that's going to happen. And we'll get into that as well. I do have a question. I got another question for you here because this is a big topic of dissension between the wife and I, uh, especially as parents. Um, So she uses the word binky and I use the word pacifier. Where do you stand?
1: I think if you're talking to kids, you use binky. And if you're talking to fellow adults, then you would use pacifier.
0: Yeah, so we we did get a they did drop the binky word in here, which um you're not really taught the babies they they get your vibe, they get your tone, they understand a lot in terms of not what you're saying but how you're talking. I don't think they needed to use binky here, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna say this is an anti binky podcast, but I am an
1: anti binky podcaster. Do you think we should have adult binkies? <laughs> Sometimes I think they could be useful. Like, I don't know, like you like you have like uh, fidget spinners and things to do with your hands. What if it was just like, oh, something to do with your mouth and you just so you're not just like yapping all the time. Some people, I think, could use some binkies. I think people life.
0: definitely could use some binkies. And look, by the end of time, uh, it might be 2000
1: years from now. Binkies will make a resurgence for adults. I'm calling it. And a new vision alert. Listen, we got a lot of visions in this episode. This is Binky Vision. Did you like Binky in the ears vision? I was dying. I that was so dumb
0: because I don't believe he has ear holes. So I don't know how that works, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm it here gets,
1: for it. It gets dumber. Everything with vision and like, we'll get to the intro and I want to break that intro down, but everything about vision in that intro, I'm like, what is going on with Paul Bettany in this intro? But The other thing I wanted to point out before we get into uh, Agnes's appearance is Vision is holding a newspaper. And this is the second time I, I decided to focus in on something. I focused in on this paper and he folds the newspaper and you're nodding as did you also discover this newspaper folding i'll be completely honest here i don't remember what it
0: says but i did pause and look at it and and to be honest nothing really stuck out to me so i'm curious to hear what you thought of this
1: yes so it said local homemakers innovating recipes he folds it it says h o m house of m no way That's just, maybe it's, maybe it's me being crazy but that nothing, made, that makes total sense nothing in this show is unintentional yes
0: and i did. i, I was like because again the, the newspaper was prominent front and center there there uh I, I i caught something in the newspaper before i knew it had to be something but i did not put together that it could be an acronym and that makes total sense to me so good job on that one
1: Thank you. I had to up my game, you know, really like take the magnifying glass to the TV screen.
0: Yeah. So, so we will, we'll talk about Agnes here who comes in and this, this is where my gripes are going to start. Agnes really slips up here. Really foolish move here, Agnes. Now we don't fool, we have theories and we have ideas about what Agnes is capable of and what kind of control she has over this world. Um, but did she really need to break character in front of vision like that? I think that was really just a rookie mistake.
1: A rookie mistake or a puppet master.
0: <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, qu- quite honestly, maybe
1: she is trying to alert vision a bit more. I, I, this is my thing about Agnes. So yeah, multiple times in this episode, specifically here, she, magically hears something and shows up right here it's like uh wanda's in over her head and she is calling for help and agnes auntie agnes which auntie is very important for agnes's potential character but she shows up and and yeah i'm with you i i i why are you breaking character um this is my thing about agnes let me get this a little bit not this isn't great but it's just a notice i guess she seems to be the only one, like we can say maybe Herb did, right? But she's the only one that seems to be able to break character and knows, I don't think she's under Wanda's control. I'm going to call that now, I don't think she's under Wanda's control.
0: Yeah, no, and that makes total sense to me. Um, Another thing we get in this scene is Vision specifically is uncomfortable with Agnes here. He doesn't want Agnes to hold the babies. And I, I think that... Again, she's not under the control here. Vision, and, and Vision, I believe, as well as some of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents outside of Westview, I think Vision is a bit of a mirror to the audience. We are kind of in his position here. We're going along for the ride. Um, th- weird things keep happening. We're calling it out, um, but we don't really know what's going on. We, we know just about as much as Vision does. So I do believe that if Vision is afraid of Agnes, we are supposed to
1: be afraid of Agnes, too. Yeah, it may just be his intuition. But uh, I had to ask, maybe maybe she doesn't hold the baby correctly. And this is like, I come to you on this podcast for parenting advice now. Like, this is how I'm going to raise my children based off this show and you correcting me off this show. So was she holding the baby correctly? Is that the issue? maybe i
0: nothing was alarming to me in the way that she held the baby held the baby it's all about the head support honestly you could let their legs and arms dangle as much as you want um typically they're gonna be swaddled so that wouldn't happen but it's all about the head because they really have no neck muscles and it'll just
1: flop around so as long as you support that head you should be good okay because yeah i was concerned about that and then we see yeah she goes do you want me to take it again and Wanda's like, Wanda seems confused, which I, I really think she genuinely is confused. I don't think she's in on what she's, I think it's either someone else is doing it or she doesn't realize she's doing it. It's either one of those combinations. And I love that the sitcom and like, it's like, I love that the music cuts, the the laugh track cuts when all this stuff happens and then it comes back in and it's like, oh, everything's fixed. Like everything's fine. But vision is like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So another
0: another thing that kind of alerted me here to that would quite possibly be a hint or an Easter egg. And to be fair, I can find anything on this. Maybe maybe it means something to you. But Agnes Mitch's uh, lavender is being a solution. She says Ralph sprays lavender on her every single night. Um, I'm curious, could this be a wit? Do witches
1: use lavender? you know i don't know much about witches um this is not a witch podcast i suppose this is, but maybe yeah uh, let me let me see what i can find real quick but that would be interesting i i do wonder i mean maybe lavender is just a fun there's a band called lavender witches i don't think it's a nod to them oh no <laughs> but shout out lavender witches um Oh, they're going to make our new uh, outro song. (laughs) Yeah, but maybe it's just because it's calming. But, I I mean, I don't know to believe her because, and this is me going to you again for parenting advice, Agnes also said that dark liquor is good for twins. Uh, Is that true? Should we feed our twins dark liquor? To
0: be completely honest with you, I have never done this. I know nobody who has ever done this, but there is a – 100% 100% chance the dark liquor will soothe your child. I mean, come on. You, you clearly don't want to you don't want to make the baby drunk, but hey, if it if it relaxes them a little bit like it would any human being, it would put them down. Now the question is is it morally okay? I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to leave that to the audience. If you want to feed your baby dark liquor, I hope that you don't give them a lot if you want to dip their pacifier in it. Look, I'm not judgmental.
1: Um, <laughs> and we are not endorsing it. I just want to say <laughs> this Star is getting Wars, really dangerous. Star Wars is not liable if you do or do not <laughs> feed your babies dark liquor. We we're just saying if you are using common sense, liquor anebbiates adult, maybe a little bit could. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're gonna get in so much trouble
0: we have to get <laughs> off
1: the dark liquor baby topic <laughs> all right we'll go to we'll go to because just like uh tommy and billy in the episode will get off and we will disappear because the babies disappeared and they came back as big old toddlers yeah and that's uh
0: Super. This is super weird because, I mean, it's clearly there and we find out a little bit later. They are the ones that are aging themselves up. It's not necessarily a construct of the world because we know the decades are changing within the world. But I don't think that's necessarily why the kids are changing. Maybe Wanda has the power to advance time. She gave that power to the
1: kids and they can advance their own time. They may have her rea- reality altering powers potentially if she has those powers i'm I'm not really sure but yeah we haven't I mean, we haven't seen her age herself but they age themselves quick and she has no like you said before she has no control over them
0: yeah Agnes even calls this out here she's like kids can't control them like literally you cannot control these kids so
1: watch what agnes says i think she says a lot of facts but does it as like a joke like we've noticed this from the beginning with like the devil you know the devil's close i think she's stating it like openly and also she's completely cool with wanda having powers and like that's a big thing vision's like aren't we hiding this and wanda's like "I, i i don't want to anymore like it's fine like everyone knows and uh i don't know i think everything's it's the perfect sitcom is, is falling apart around us.
0: Yeah. And this, we, we hit the intro here, but we, we close with, uh, the, uh, Billy and Tommy hugging Wanda and vision, which I thought this was a very sweet moment. Um, clearly they recognize that although time has passed or they have, uh, accelerated their aging, they very much realize that these are their parents and they love them very much. So that was very sweet. And, uh, we go, into the, we go into this intro here and, and this is this is all I wanted, okay because I, I said it before the kids. I wanted synthesoid kids. you know I thought that that would be very precious. Again, we have baby Yoda out in the world. We needed a baby vision and this intro gave us just that. What did you think of creepy little baby vision in
1: the intro? I liked baby vision. wasn't he? he was wearing a beret at some point, I think. <laughs> um Baby vision was very I feel like worldly. He definitely like had a lot of education, you feel. I was loving everything about it. It was so silly. It was exactly what you want from a sitcom and like, I love that they're playing up the silliness with how dark it's getting, but they're still doing that. Yeah. We have like baby vision. We have baby Wanda, which is cool. Like, you know, it's like, I always love that stuff. Cause it's like, you know, that's Elizabeth Olsen. They're like, just get us some baby photos. Like, just please send us in baby photos.
0: Yeah. That, that's something I always think about with these shows uh, or, or movies. In fact, when you see uh, the actors and actresses actually younger in the baby photos, somebody had that conversation they're like hey could you like elizabeth olsen do you mind going when you go back home just open up a family album and bring in a couple pictures and paul bettany if if you don't mind going back and digging through the attic and open that old box and pull out that old baby vision photo that you took
1: when you were a kid yeah yeah, yeah. class because we know he's that's how he looks when he when he's not in character as
0: that makeup uh, that he puts on to look like a human is very impressive so
1: what do you think they did with those photos? Do you think they took a baby and put the makeup on, or do you think it's, it's that it's has like that photo has to be, have
0: some sort of photo editing there? Because that I can't imagine uh, putting prosthetic makeup on on a baby. I mean, again, I don't know if that's I don't know if we should uh, disavow that behavior here because that doesn't seem.
1: If we get a hundred reviews, Michael will put prosthetic makeup on his children you heard it here first Uh,
0: to be fair my twins they're just about toddlers
1: at this point and i I think it would be a little bit more okay so i'm not totally against it okay you heard (laughs) it here but yeah so the whole intro is like a painting which is uh, straight out of uh growing pains i believe and we got some growing pains family ties that's kind of the vibe of the the episode it's but i love like you see wanda you know using her magic to do the painting we see the baby vision like we mentioned we also see um we see so many visions we see turkey vision we see easter bunny vision we see oh, i wrote turkey vision twice i guess i was so excited about turkey vision i wrote it twice because there was so many he was, imagine paul like again like separating it sometimes i'm like man who do you think paul bettany pitches himself or do you think they pitch it to him do you think he was like guys I really want to dress up like a turkey. Is that cool? Can we do that? Can we fit it in here?
0: Yeah. And I thought it was funny. It was a nice touch that uh, he seemed very happy in the turkey outfit and he seemed very upset in the uh, in the Easter bunny outfit. So <laughs> and I think that's accurate. Uh, depending on how the children are acting, you may be happy to go through with this type of thing and you may
1: not. So yeah,
0: I do have my first
1: gripe, though. All right. Bring it. Hit me. Okay. So I was loving this, loving this intro, and then I noticed something. When we got to Tommy and Billy, do you know who got an exclamation point over his name? I, Billy. I did. Billy <laughs> did. Do you know who did it? Tommy. Why didn't Tommy get it? Literally in the earlier in the episode, we have Wanda saying that if Tommy doesn't stop or if Tommy stops crying, he'll become the favorite. So you would think Tommy's the favorite now, but Tommy didn't get an exclamation point over his name. Only Billy did. Yeah, what the
0: hell, guys? Come on, pull it together. Classic Tommy... American
1: named Tommy. You're not going to support him and give him an exclamation point?
0: I love that. No All bias right. from me. It was just, oh, just no, heavens I no. noticed. Yeah, heavens just no. something I noticed. <laughs> uh, so so uh, we, we come out of this intro. We get, we get Monica waking up, and it seems probably their little FEMA tent hospital room that they have set up. Um, did you notice anything weird in the scene?
1: Because yeah,
0: I, I I didn't really notice it, but I picked up on um, people were saying that. And I can't remember the conversations that was happening with the personnel around them, but it sounded like uh, the testing that they were doing was not going as planned. Um, so I, I think this might point towards my theory that Monica exiting Westview may not be the
1: same Wanda that entered Westview. Yeah, I mean, so the x-rays, they if you they show x-rays, you can't see anything on them. And it kind of makes sense her powers in the comics are kind of like light manipulation. She can, you know, kind of control that kind of stuff. So it would make sense, but yeah, none of her her blood she didn't want blood work. None of her results were good or even like they they were were wonky. So I agree with you. I think this is the start of of seeing her powers.
0: I love it. I can't. I can't wait. I want full on, uh, photon or Captain Marvel or whoever she is by the end of this.
1: Yeah. So we get her waking up and everyone's kind of. We see she she talks about she's still going through her debriefing and she's like Wanda's voice like kept her down. She said it felt like drowning, and she's like it felt like drowning in grief, and that's like. I'm with my what I was saying earlier of like oh maybe Wanda doesn't have control. I mean they're specifically hearing Wanda's voice, so that's a big sign that it is Wanda. Um, and we get the trio. Like I said, we get Jimmy, he's here. We get Darcy, she's here, and we get Monica. The three. I'm telling you that needs to be a show.
0: Yeah, Darcy points out that she's a fan of Monica, and I'm like, aren't we all? Uh, And we're also huge fans of Darcy and we're huge fans of Jimmy Woo. So where is the sword series? Come on guys. Let's
1: let this is the spinoff we need here. Honestly. Well, besides mean old Hayward, get him out sword without him. He's a meanie. Yeah.
0: So we do, we, we, we go, we go into this briefing. That's the next scene here. And that Hayward is becoming the person that I thought he was. He was not nice. He's calling, Wanda the principal victimizer. Um, Monica's sticking up for him a little bit. So yeah, this is this is a little bit of foreshadowing here. And this this is the thing that points me towards Wanda is not evil. Because I think Hayward, pardon my French, is a douchebag so far. <laughs> and I think that I, I don't believe that we are supposed we are meant to side with Hayward on this opinion. I mean uh he's doing awful things he's he's saying mean things about wanda he's bringing up uh uh lagos where she had an incident in civil war and accidentally killed some people and we we've we went through this in the mcu already we know she didn't mean to it was an accident she was trying to help people and he's using this to attack her so something tells me that if he's going to be this cheap if he's going to be this mean There's no way that what he's saying about Wanda is
1: true. She's not a terrorist. And he's doing stuff without telling Monica, as we'll see later. He makes Monica feel one way and then has another trick up his sleeve. And that's, I think, his thing. He's, I, yeah, I literally listed Hayward is the worst in my notes. I was not a fan of him while watching the episode, and I'm still not a fan of him now. Yeah.
0: Goodbye, Hayward. Yeah, uh, your time is coming. Somebody is going to take care of you and I'm very excited for it. I hope he gets turned into like a
1: chicken or something. Like uh, reality. No. Yeah. No, it's bacon. <laughs> but we, they, during the briefing, we see that they mentioned that there is footage. Uh, they've been keeping it under wraps a little bit, but they're finally willing to tell everyone that Wanda did visit Vision's corpse. Uh, this was a fun nod to the comics of in the comics there's a specific scene where vision's body is literally and it's even worse than in in here it's every piece is picked apart it's just spread across this entire like counter and wanda sees it and it's like shocked in the comics we see that here we see um wanda come and visit and vision's body is all over the place and this confirms that last week when we saw the vision i mean to to me this is zombie vision it's just walking around free yeah no and
0: that's Again, I said that this would be the worst-case scenario last week if this was a zombie zombified vision, and that seems to be what we got here. And one thing that was, uh, why does Sword have this body? I mean, it can't be for good reasons, right? I mean, uh, if you were taking this body, if you were dissecting it and studying it,
1: uh, that doesn't seem like the proper way to honor a hero that has fallen. Especially when you bring up that he didn't... So he had a living will, which I thought was cool, and... and- Vision didn't want to be brought back because he specifically didn't want to be a weapon for someone. He didn't want to be used for evil. Um, and so like maybe it, it depends on we need to know more of like sword's power. Is sword essentially shield now? So does sword get everything, like everything that happens in the Marvel universe when there's debris, do they get everything and, and bolted away almost like the Disney vault. Like it's be you know like how exciting the Disney vault is with all the props from movies? Maybe that's what the sword vault is, like has like, oh like you guys want to go on a tour here's Vision's head. This is a fun little tour of our our collection of uh memorabilia of the different battles.
0: Yeah. So another thing that strikes me as weird here is because at the end of Endgame we have we have a scene with Wanda where she has accepted her losses and she's moving on and she feels a lot stronger. The, the Wanda that we get at the end of Endgame game is not the Wanda that we see breaking into a facility and stealing the body. So she must've been alerted to something bad was going on or something has sparked her. Cause again, she's accepted this. So why, why has she gone to the point of taking this body and creating this world and, uh, Something sparked all of this, and I'm and I think that's going
1: to be a big question throughout the rest of the series. Well, I can tell you what one spark was. It's Sparky the dog. Because Sparky the dog shows up. (laughs) Yes, Sparky, we love you,
0: Sparky. Rest in peace. Please come back to us ASAP.
1: So that's one of the sparks. But I, (laughs) I agree with you. I I I think that because originally, so I don't know how, how much you know if there was a deleted scene where originally. Uh, Wanda was going to look at Vision's corpse after Endgame. It was like a post credit scene that was going to, you were going to see her see it. And they cut that because they were like, it just didn't really feel right because we felt like sh- she had her piece there. Well, they brought it back. So there's a reason they really wanted to incorporate this part into Wanda Vision. And so I thought that was pretty intriguing knowing that they specifically cut it and didn't. But yeah. I, and then we get right into the puppy. Yes, we get uh, the
0: the boys. They tried to hide the puppy, but he was definitely in the sink with the bubbles. Um, and as far as I could tell, he was submerged in bubbles. Which I don't know if we can we can allow that to happen to the dog. Um, but yes, Sparky, Sparky was getting bathed.
1: Yeah, at this time it's just. But I love the line. Someone, one of the kids said. They're like, what is? What do you do? What do you think he's doing, or something like that? And they go doing the doggy paddle, and I'm like, yeah, like that's true. He yeah. probably was doing the doggy paddle, but maybe it's okay. He was in the bubbles if he had like a scuba mask. Do you think like a dog doggy scuba mask or like a straw so he could breathe?
0: <laughs> Please, yes, we need the doggy. Well, I guess I mean Sparky better come back because. There's a lot on the table here. We could have a super dog. We could have a scuba dog. Please don't just leave Sparky dead, okay? Let's reanimate Sparky.
1: Yeah, I agree. But we also get, once again, Agnes shows up this time with a little doggy house, and she's like, I just saw through my kitchen window that you guys had a dog now. Creepy. Okay, Agnes. Very creepy. Yeah, you're just...
0: You're just looking through the window. Um, Don't buy it. You know what's going on here. You're sketchy, and even if you are, even if, even if you don't have powers and you can't really tell what's going on, why are you being this nosy? So, a lot of gripes about Agnes. Not a fan right now. Uh,
1: But I do want to. I got to pat you on the back, Tommy, because I believe you did predict a dog. Well, because you know I can't take all. It's classic. Sickami, but also they did have a dog in the Vision comic by Tom King. They they had a dog named Sparky, so it's straight out of the the comic. So I uh, I can't take full credit, but I'll take a half pat. Like I'll take a the all half pat. I love it. Yeah, but yeah, we get Agnes showing up, and 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 this is the point where I said Wanda is spiraling. It just feels like she's falling apart. She can't keep all of her lies put together. And this was the part that I mentioned earlier where she's like. Uh, Vision comes home, or Vision's there, and, and she says, we don't need to hide our powers anymore. She's sick of hiding her powers. She made a collar appear out of thin air because Agnes is the one that names Sparky. So, like, we gotta give Agnes some credit. Sparky's a great name for a dog, so kudos to her. Good job. Uh, yeah, we will give Agnes a point for that one.
0: Uh, rough rough go so far for Agnes, but you do get a point for the name. Um, yeah, she Wanda really starts slacking here. She's... And this is telling me that maybe it's not necessarily Wanda in control. Maybe it's not necessarily Agnes in control, but maybe it's the two of them in cahoots because yeah, we get this, we get, she's using powers in front of Agnes later on. She's having full on conversations about how the kids are aging themselves. Agnes isn't really alerted to any of this. She seems to be on pay on the same page with Wanda throughout the entire time. So,
1: so yes, we have the dog now. But Vision's a little iffy about these boys taking care of the dog. She, he looks at Wanda, and, and they decide on a number. They say you can take care of the, the dog. You can t- you can have a pet at ten years old. And
0: yeah, the boys the boys look at each other here, and they are in agreement. It is time to be ten years old. So,
1: do you think that's a good age for? I, I think you can have a pet earlier than 10 in my opinion
0: i think it's kid to kid I, I think some kids are mature a little bit quicker than others and i know when i was 10 i was not
1: responsible i probably wasn't responsible for a dog until like three years ago so what was a dog ever yours i guess it really is if the parents because like yeah true Look, like i Dogs when I was younger, but they weren't my dog. It was like my mom would take care of it, and then sometimes it'd be like, "Hey, can you let the dog out or whatever?" It, it, they, you had to know as a parent that if you're getting a pet for a dog, it's a dog for your kids, not a pet for you. Well, maybe we should get pets for our pets, like pet pets. Oh my God,
0: not petception. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if your dogs get little pets?
0: It's possible. I, I think a frog might be a good pet for a dog.
1: A frog uh. or like a sea monkey, maybe.
0: And that's the other thing. You you convince your parents to get you a pet and you say, oh, I'll walk them, I'll feed them, but you never really do.
1: So at least I didn't. I didn't <laughs> feed. I had a goldfish named Happy once and not bad things happened to Happy. I don't want to say it, oh, no. but Happy's not but anymore.
0: At least Happy wasn't Sparky because I don't think Sparky and water would mix.
1: <laughs> All right. So ne-
0: next here, um, we're, we're hopping back to
1: uh,
0: our favorite little trio here, and we get some conversation. Um well, we find out that Darcy's calling Westview the the enchanted Westview, the hex. Which I'm down for the hex.
1: Well, that's uh, so. I don't know if you know this. That's that's the name of uh, Wanda's powers in the comics. She has hex bolts and hex. It's I loved it. I loved them taking the hexagon thing. And being like, that's what we'll name it now. Because it was such a nice nod. They never called her powers anything. And if, this is really them tra- uh, changing her powers. And I love that they recognize that, oh, her powers were this. But now they seem to be changing and evolving. And I love the name of the Hex. Because, like I said, it's a direct nod to naming of, of her powers in the comics.
0: Oh, and that's what's cool about this show as far as we're really getting to explore Wanda a bit more uh one thing that hasn't been real canon in the mcu is the fact that she and maybe i'm wrong here but they never called her scarlet witch no they they, point that out yeah she doesn't have an she doesn't have an alias
1: i love that they not it seems like they're really about getting meta here this like anything with jimmy darcy and them it's like they're literally pointing out what the audience is thinking the one thing i will say that i loved I, I don't know if we want to keep track of them all. Jimmy's phrases, like I loved Holy Christmas. I thought that was a, a great little phrase similar to uh, Luke Cage's classic line of sweet Christmas, but uh, I'll take Holy Christmas. It's a good, good mix. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Like that was so cool that we've all been calling her Scarlet Witch, but she's not been, she's just been Wanda. They have never mentioned her being Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And, but
0: Clearly, I mean, that line set up we're, we're getting the name by the end of the series, right? Because there's no way they say, oh, she doesn't have an alias and then we just don't ever have an alias. Like, we're getting Scarlet Witch at some point here.
1: Yep, I totally agree and and especially if Agnes is a witch, I feel like that. The witches are coming out. This is called the Hocus Pocus Witches. They can step aside. We got our Marvel witches now but I uh, love that. I love that they start talking about the Thanos battle, except for I do have a gripe here, but I love the talk of the Thanos battle. And this is where we go into Captain Marvel gets mentioned, but they're talking about Wanda's powers. And they're like, what really is her powers? And someone says, they're like, listen, like her, she's strong. She could have beat Thanos on her own, you know? And then uh, they're like, oh no, but Captain Marvel was really like, Captain Marvel could have beat it. And, And we see Monica go like, listen, let's not talk about Captain Marvel. We'll talk about Wanda. Is the beef with them just that like she met Captain Marvel when she was a kid and then she disappeared and never showed up again? Is it that kind of like you meet your hero and then they disappear and leave you or is there more to it?
0: Yeah I'm not exactly sure what because because in my opinion and we also get a we get Monica's text message here she's texting somebody. To, to help with this situation and and uh, aerospace engineer I believe and that I mean I, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I know what's going on here okay I, I heard some things on Twitter I heard that it might be Reed Richards to be honest my first thought was does that okay well my first mistake here is I have no idea what an aerospace engineer is for all I know that's a pilot <laughs> so uh, my first thought, as as the ignorant man in the MCU that I am, I was like, okay, she's texting Captain Marvel. Of course, later I find out it could be somebody else. Well, what do you think about this
1: aerospace engineer here? Definitely we Richards. That's where my mind goes first. But it feels too good to be true. Like maybe we're just pushing. You know, we know that Fantastic Four is coming and sort of be an easy way. I'm just going to be surprised if they really do the origin again for the Fantastic Four but it could be that they're going on a sword mission and that's how they get their powers. You know, we've heard talk of cosmic energy already. We've heard, you know, it mentioned that this has cosmic radiation and cosmic energy. So it definitely, that's could introduce the fantastic four. That would be fun and interesting. Uh, I've heard talks of, you know, people have mentioned Dr. Doom. People have even mentioned uh, the blue Marvel. He is a more obscure character, but he is part of the sword network of heroes so that could be a thing but i i'm leaning read but i thought the show is setting things up
0: yeah there's no we're going to get the solution to this text message and it's gonna be huge that's all i know this was not uh this was not just like hey text my mom for advice this is i'm calling in the big guns. so yeah i'm excited to see what that's all about Um, I next we get, we get something a little crazy. Uh, I guess Monica has a brain blast here and she wants to go check the clothes that she exited Westview with. And so she runs back to this little science lab area and does something very illegal. She steals a weapon from an official officer and discharges it onto the clothes, which I mean, I, I feel like at this point, uh, I don't think Jimmy Wu likes Monica. She probably, he probably wouldn't put her in handcuffs, but somebody heard that gun and somebody is not going to be happy that there's going to be a fire, a gunfire in this area. So, uh, got a gripe there. I don't know if that was the best decision, but they did find out that her clothes were
1: mostly made of Kevlar, which is crazy. I mean, I think we've kind of assumed that she has these reality powers cause she does in the comics, but this is them. And this is why I like. The show doesn't just let you assume they do, uh, come up with the solution with you and they show you no she's literally changing the clothes because yes her she had a bulletproof vest that transformed into the clothes that Monica shot confirming that these are altered and, and that makes everything else make sense like we've talked about the helicopter getting altered everything else either someone's using Wanda's powers or she's doing it but she now has the ability to change clothes and she has good fashion sense i said before i really like those fish pants i think they're very stylish i would love if someone sends me a pair of fish pants i'd wear them i'd love them yes really, fish pants
0: just don't wear them around any pelicans that <laughs> will become a problem <laughs> yeah. so next
1: well, uh did you have anything else to add here no i just i think that's a big re- revelation here she's changing the world uh and they're trying to figure out how to get Back into it without changing as well right
0: so ne- next uh we we go to vision's work which we were not aware vision wasn't even aware of what his job was before but we see outside his office building and i believe the building or the company was called computer services which again i don't think we really get an answer there i think that's a very general uh company them that could mean a lot of different things are they
1: it they do computer stuff listen the vision vision's doing what they need to do and now they got new computers so they're really whatever they do they're doing it super well now you better watch out competition companies
0: yep and uh so and we we get back in here and this is uh, there's a lot of funny jokes about uh, email being introduced and they might need a letter opener and where are they going to put the stamp, but the but the, the real interesting part here was the message that comes over the computer talking about the Maximov anomaly, um, and that that really that that this really and I guess as well as when he's able to talk to Norm. Um,
1: Well, before all this, I thought you were going to mention we. There's a new mission for this podcast, and it's finding normal wife because they make a reference like Tinder, which is so weird that like later on Vision talks about how he can't remember things, but like he remembers what Tinder, like he remembers that there's an app for dating. Like I see what his priorities are, but we need to find normal wife. I'm trying to think of suitable matches for him.
0: Dottie is married. We found that out. She's married to Phil. Um, I think the other woman here would be
1: Agnes. But Agnes has Ralph.
0: That's right. That's but right. She doesn't
1: seem happy with Ralph. Maybe Are those the can... only women here? Are three uh, there's another woman that was... Um, oh, Miss Hart? There was one... Yeah, Miss Hart. There was one at uh, the the committees when they were doing the committees and she failed at the committee and Dottie gave her a nice oh, yeah. little talking to <laughs>
0: Dottie it's kind of weird we haven't seen Dottie in a while. Cause I think last episode, my cause you've, you've kind of alerted me to the fact of you, you've talked about the three witches, right? Uh, obviously we have Scarlet witch uh, and Agnes is sporting her, her necklaces Uh, talking about the three witches. So you could assume she's the next witch. And then Dottie wasn't on the investigation board. So you could think that she might be the other person in the situation, but we're not really hearing a lot from Dottie. Where's
1: Dottie more Dottie. Yes. But yes, we get all this. We get the email, like you said. And yeah, we, there is, they figured out one of the things when Jimmy and all them were talking, they, they, they had a uh, breaking idea. They're like, well, if new technology is changing, what if we use old technology? And so this is one of their tools. They, they use another one coming up, but they use an email. And this sparks a uh, vision to really know that something is up. And he goes to Norm, touches Norm's head. Somehow he still has mind control powers, which interesting. Also, I just remembered one of my notes that I was going to mention uh, at some point Wanda says something about like sharing the same mind or vision does. And I'm like, well, I mean, you might be sharing the same mind. Like, I'm not really sure how vision's walking and talking <laughs> his brain's got a big hole in it. So uh, tomato, tomato here, but yeah, we see him wake up norm and norm does not seem happy to wake up. Norm doesn't seem happy to be asleep either. He seems like he is not having a good time.
0: Yeah. And this is, uh, I believe again I'll shout out my buddy Luke on Twitter. I hope it was Luke. I talked to a lot of people about this episode Bounce. And that again, you can DM us on Twitter. We'll, we'll chat with you. We love we love talking about the show on and off the air. So, um, but I was I was talking to a friend of mine and he was he was saying cuz again, th- at this point, he's freaking out uh, and she's talking about he's talking about uh, being in control by this I believe he uses the pronoun she and I immediately, I'm thinking, okay, this is Wanda, right? Uh, She's got powers here. But again, when we're adding on top of the fact that, are they really going to villainize our hero here? Is Hayward really the man of the hour? Is he the one calling her a terrorist? Um, He never says that Wanda's doing this to him. So it could very well still be Agnes. Where where do you fall on this?
1: Yeah, I think it was either Luke or also, my mind starts to think it might've been Logan. So shout out to both of you You both gave us lots of things to think about this week. Uh, but yeah, I also didn't notice that until it was brought up to us, but I was, like, again, yeah, they never said Wanda, which I think again, like nothing in this show is done on accident. And I, that has, to, there has to be a reason. I mean, I guess maybe Norm doesn't know Wanda's name, but it could be a multitude of things.
0: Yep. So, uh, Next here we have we go back to the house and we find out Vision's working on a Saturday. Um and that's probably because Wanda and Vision aren't necessarily getting along
1: here, and the boys point this out, Tommy and Billy. Um but Wanda doesn't even seem to know the date. This is where I'm like, Wanda's going mad and she has no control over what seems like the boys have more control than she does. And she's literally like they're like it's a saturday and she's like well he's working it seems like maybe they're alternating maybe because they want vision to be there they're changing the script in order to get the results they want i don't know That literally just popped in my head but that might be (laughs) what's happening here because you're right they're having this talk and she's like saying what she thinks happens and they're like no this is actually and there's two of them two whenever there's twins they have so much more power because they can back each other up
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, they can they can gang up on her and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, another another interesting topic that comes up here is well, either Billy or Tommy asks Wanda if she has a brother, which we should we should have seen this coming. If this topic was coming up again, uh, we were totally seeing Pietro in this episode. Uh, this is total f-
1: foreshadowing for the end of the episode for sure. Yep. And family is forever was also mentioned. I just feel like that was very nice, but also kind of creepy, but like in a nice way, like a nice creepy.
0: Yeah, because unfortunately family is not forever per se. I mean, maybe you could say even though when your loved ones pass, they're still your family, but uh, uh, little <laughs> a little you're Wanda, temporary.
1: Unless you're Wanda and you just bring them back, then exactly. family's forever
0: yeah exactly and again like so uh, wanda says her brother's far away from here and, and that was again this was something that pointed out to the fact that wanda can't bring him back because she would have to reanimate his body and if he's far away buried somewhere else uh sokovia perhaps it wouldn't be as easier for her to bring Pietro into this so i think that is the nail in the coffin for sure that I mean, she says it. This is not her doing when
1: Pietro shows up later. How many dead bodies do we want either? Like, at some point, it's going to start to smell a little bit if we have a bunch of zombie bodies walking around.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really weird once... uh, uh, I I hope nobody comes in and, like, is able to see things for what they truly are, because I think it would be pretty horrific. (laughs) Um,
1: Not good, but we get the talk and they get interrupted because we see another drone but this time it's a drone from the 80s so they sword was very smart in bringing in old technology and so they bring this in and we're watching it they keep kind of splitting back and forth and we're seeing that the show is specifically not showing the drone like i wrote wanda is the executive producer and this is like You know, recently the Super Bowl happened and there was a a fan who jumped on the the field and ran around and and they cut away. It's just like that. Wanda's like, listen, this this drone is trying to ruin my show. I'm not going to give them the time of day. How how dare I give them attention for breaking into my show?
0: Yeah. And then we get we get uh, Hayward here who says once they once they center on Wanda, he says, take the shot clearly monica was not aware that this thing was armed and we don't we don't ever see a shot taken um that might be something interesting to revisit later what what really happened with the shot there how did she stop that or did she just completely dismantle the thing before he was able to do that so um yeah this is hayward i got my eye on you that was you you really tried it didn't you
1: He's starting a war with Wanda, and I don't know if I want a part of that war. There's zero percent chance he's winning. <laughs> I would be out because we see this is this is one this was like to me before Pietro showed up. This was such a what moment where I, my jaw was hitting the floor. Um, I had binkies in both ears because Wanda left Westview and came to the real world, and her costume's back. Her spells are exactly and kudos. I don't, I, you know, I don't think we've talked about this up, but like Elizabeth Olsen put so much effort into Wanda, and one of the things was like I think her mom is is a, a professional dancer, was like trained to be a dancer, so like she really spent time with her learning the hand movements and stuff, and and really getting down the finesse of it all, and you really see that in in just the way she maneuvers it, and all of this too is I, I, is a reference potentially to magneto this is very reminiscent of a magneto scene uh and i loved it i love the whole thing her accent comes back it was cool <laughs> yeah we got to
0: talk about that because we did we got a question from
1: uh connor about this
0: and i i found this weird too because i mean this has always been something weird in the mcu and the fact that uh elizabeth olsen she starts acting with this very heavy sokovian accent but it starts to fade almost completely away which we know i mean i i know people that are international that live here in the states now for many years and they still hold their accent so it's hard to imagine that just over five or six years that she's really dropped the accent completely so um i i I find this weird that the accent is back now. What do you think? Are you pro accent? Or are you against accent?
1: I'm okay with it because in my eyes, it's like when you're in Westview, you're an American sitcom, right? The accent wouldn't make sense in an American. I mean, to a degree, right? We have, I love Lucy and you have Ricardo and he has, you know, a thick accent. But I think for me, it's like whoever, or if she's controlling it, like I, I still say she doesn't know she's controlling it. So I think in her eyes, this is an American sitcom, my accent needs to go. So she's using her powers to make it happen. I'm not, I don't think she she has learned to drop the accent, but it's more this is the magic working here. And maybe she watched a lot of, listen, she was in lockdown a lot for a Civil War. Maybe while she was in house arrest, you know, in the base, they watched a lot. Her and Vision watched a lot of American sitcoms. That would make
0: a lot of sense. So. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm I'm cool with the accent. I do like the accent, but uh, and, and it's fine if there's an accent outside and there's not an accent an in, accent inside. But let's 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 just pick a side here. If she's gonna have the accent when she comes out, we'll, we'll stick with it because I do I like the accent. Elizabeth also can pull it off. There's a lot of actors that have pulled off accents that don't sound great. So
1: yeah, um, and I think it depends on the director. I'll be honest. Like she's like the accent comes and goes depending on who's directing the thing i think it's whoever really wants wants the accent but yeah this is cool we see her say don't this is my home get out of here don't threaten me again and monica says there's a reason you brought me you brought a sword agent in on purpose and part of me does wonder if like subconsciously she does want help because there's something else going on here and so she brought monica into the world and I don't believe Wanda did that on accident. So we'll see what happens there. She turns the guns on Hayward with like a flick of her wrist. She controls all the agents. They put their guns on Hayward and she walks back into her magical wonderland.
0: Totally badass. This is, this was a really cool, this is a really cool scene. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll hop back into, we get an advertisement here. Um, and then this one for me was pretty straightforward. We get the reference earlier about Lagos. Here it is. We got Lagos
1: paper towels. Did you notice anything else here that seemed weird to you? Just more of the lines. And I honestly, I noticed it with the, the hydro tub. And I want to go back and listen to the other ones to hear if the lines mean anything. But it was just like kind of what we're seeing, the lines of make a mess you didn't mean to. And I think this is westview is a mess that wanda didn't mean to create what's happening now is i don't think that's her intentions and i think that's the show kind of telling us through this commercial that like she didn't want this all to happen all she wanted is vision back and there's tons of consequences her her own or other people's but there's consequences that she wants to just go away she wants to clean it up with logos paper towels that's that's my thoughts on on that
0: yeah and I also found it weird. I mean, for me, I guess my first thought was that I was thinking of the accident in Lagos where she throws a bomb into the air and it hits a building, but that is interesting. Uh, it could have a double meaning here and that very well could, that very well could be Westview. So, well, I
1: think all the commercials and, and I know someone brought up an in, in infinity stone theory with the commercials, but it to us, uh, off, off mic. But for me, all the commercials seem to be pointing to key moments in Wanda's life. You got the first one is Stark. And the first thing we hear about her existence is how she was trapped. Her and her brother were trapped and they saw a Stark bomb just staring back at them, waiting for it to go off and it never went off. Then we see the Strucker watch and Strucker was the one that found them and brought them into Hydra. And then you see Hydra the next commercial. Hydra is the people that experimented on them. And then I believe the next one was uh, was there one before Lago? Uh,
0: I, did you say two Hydras? Because they, were, I feel like they were back-to-back. Back-to-back uh, Hydras? Yeah. Well, I guess the Strucker one and then you get the straight yeah. Hydra soap. So Yep.
1: And then it, and then it's uh, the paper towels and that's the other big event. It's like her killing all these people accidentally. So to me that's on the surface what it is is like all of her... Maybe there's more to it, but to me the commercials are all of her past trauma and there is specifically the same two actors and actress uh, actor and actress show up and i've heard theories from the beginning i heard this like those are her parents and we do get her parents names in this episode that's a possibility yep
0: yep so uh, very interested to see where this is gonna go um so after, after this, I believe uh, this is where we get your your mailman appearance.
1: Mailman's back. I believe his name is Dennis. Dennis the mailman. He's back and he's ready to hang out. But as excited as I am to see the mailman, it's, it's on bittersweet news because Sparky's missing. But the mailman says something to the kids. The kids are running around and the mailman goes... Well, I don't think your mom's gonna let Sparky get too far. It's these small quips; these people they've been practicing their like snark because all these neighbors are really good at having like undercut undercut comments.
0: Yeah, and he actually, again, uh, he very well is under uh, mind control, just like everyone else. But uh he's very down with what, what like he seems to be a bit aware of what uh Wanda is capable of, or maybe not so much. Maybe he just knows that. Uh, in the past she's made miraculous things happen um but yeah he seems to know that uh your mom's going to take care of this one yeah but 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 does she though i mean we we stroll up um we get agnes hiding in a bush she's uh she's holding the dog wrapped in a blanket i, I believe uh he was getting into her azalea bushes and this did not go well for poor Sparky. I thought this was cruel. This this wasn't necessary. But it, I think it also, it is. it was a good element to show the difference for the kids. And maybe there, I guess there really isn't a difference, but um, she clearly has reanimated vision, but she's not willing to reanimate this dog for the kids.
1: Do you think that Agnes killed Sparky? She says it's the bushes, but we just see agnes with sparky could she possibly be the murderer why would she uh,
0: god is she that mean like because she names the dog right and then she also brings the dog a house she really just gonna kill this dog after all that
1: maybe i don't Uh, know i don't know what would to do with agnes and in my head she's evil if i am wrong i will i will give a formal apology to agnes if all of my thoughts that she is this evil mean lady and she turns out to be just a victim just like everyone else in westview i will give a public apology to you guys and maybe it will get back to agnes maybe you guys could like send it to her but i don't know she had sparky and sparky was dead
0: yeah this was a uh... Yeah. Not not a great look for Agnes coming out with the with the dog and uh Yeah, so
1: so what what why don't you why wouldn't she reanimate this dog though? I don't know. That was like it was a weird I guess she it's like do what I say not what I do, right? And I thought what was weird too is the kids know that vision was fixed. Like they openly I don't know if I trust these kids anymore are they just an illusion because they seem to have so much information they knew that vision was reanimated and so like I am kind of spooked by the children a little bit I want to love them but like part of me is like maybe you're part of the maybe you're part of the plan maybe you're maybe you're against all of us but Yeah, I think you can reanimate Sparky. I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's okay, but listen, you already reanimated vision. At that point, why stop? Why stop on vision? Like, why is Sparky the one that you're like, no, no, no? Well, we better stop now.
0: Look, she wasn't real happy about the idea of the dog in the first place. So uh, maybe she was happy that the dog is gone. I don't know. This is a very dark topic, but we'll move on. Uh, We'll move on to the next scene here where Vision has got home from work. And this gave me this gave me vision had some drunk dad energy here. He was coming home. He looks beat down. Uh, he's wearing suspenders, which that's just the, the drunk dad accessory. His hair is not really done up. Right. He's going, he's washing his hands.
1: Um, no, but he's, yeah, not, this is, he's not drunk. He just ate a piece of gum. Michael, we already <laughs> went over this in <laughs> episode two.
0: <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, Norm. Norm gave him some gum before he left, and uh, there, there we have it. But yeah, and, and this is Vision has caught on here. Obviously, after talking to Norm, and he's going to confront Wanda. Um, and this is when things really start to unwind here for the Maximoff household.
1: Yeah, this was intense. This is another like th- this. It, it was such a good episode. I can't see enough how good this episode is and uh we see Wanda and Vision start fighting they start lifting up that was like I was oh I was loving every minute of this and like Wanda's trying to end the episode she's like go watch tv and she puts the commercials down and, and Vision is still fighting with Wanda and it was good she he was calling her out on everything he's like he's like do you know what you're doing to these people like do you know about the radiation do you know about all this and she's like I'm not doing any of this and she's like you don't believe me and he's like I want to but like it's all all this evidence is pointing to you, and that's why it's really pushing me. Of like, yeah, all this evidence is pointing to Wanda, and that seems Disney is too smart to like really throw it all there without there being a. a, a we need that carpet pulled out from under us.
0: Yeah, no, this was uh Yeah, I do. I want that that shot of Wanda and Vision floating at each other. I want that shot printed out, framed up, and on my wall at home because that that was really cool. Um, is does does this scene count as Scaredy Vision? Is this a Scaredy Vision scene? Like, is Vision scary or is Vision scared? Is he scared? Because I I know we were we're trying to track Scaredy Vision here, and he's not necessarily
1: like. uh, I mean, actually, I believe he says he's scared, right? So I think he's scared, but this felt like yeah. I guess it's Scaredy. It's a different Scaredy Vision than the Vision in his bed with the covers tucked up. You know, this is like Scaredy Vision who's willing to fight for what he's scared of, though. This is mortified Vision. Yeah, this yeah. is like he's now taking a stand. Yeah. So. But, yeah, we see them fight, and he's saying, he's like, he's like, I can't even remember anything before Westview, which again goes to my whole thing about, like, the whole apps thing. How do you remember the apps, but you don't seem to remember anything before Westview? So, questioning you, Vision. But, yeah, we see all that, and we see, I, to me, this was so sad, all of, like, I just like, I understand Wanda's grief here. And like, that's why I guess in my heart, I don't want her to be full villain. Cause like, to me, it's like, are we villainizing grief then? Like, I don't know. Like, it would be, it would be a hard turn for me to, like, I understand that what she's doing is wrong, but she is just, she lost everything. Can we have some compassion for that and like understand that like, she's just a sad girl? She's, just, she's so sad. Yeah. And
0: that's, I think that's what's so awesome about the show because you do like, it it's really hard to take a side between Wanda and vision in this moment because you do vision is clearly unsettled with what's going on. And he's completely justified in doing that. But also Wanda has lost so much already. She's also pretty justified as well to want to create her own world. So, and that's, that's what's been so great about this show is these, these, I I think characters are defined by the choices they make and without choices, your characters dry. And, I think the choice that Wanda's made to to create this reality for herself is is completely valid. So
1: the one issue is I guess controlling people. Yes. But like I think that's Agnes though. Yeah. I don't I think she just wanted to go off in her own world. But yeah, we see all this. They mentioned that there's no other children, which really just brings up the whole for the children. Well, and who's there's no other kids. What was for the children? Well, must be Tommy and Billy. So someone wanted Tommy and Billy to exist. That, that, that to me, that pushes the Agnes theory more. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, we've mentioned that before. There are no children. Where are they? And uh, Wanda, I don't believe can control this. This is this is out of her hands, and she hears a knock at the door, and and Vision is upset because it's like you're having an argument, right? And then cat, like if you think that. You know, from Vision's point of view, she he thinks that Wanda's controlling everything, right? So it's like, they're having a fight, and she makes the doorbell ring just so she can get out of the fight. So Vision is not happy. Vision's like, come on. Like, you can't stop for one second. She's like, I'm not doing this. And knock, knock. Here comes our buddy. Uncle Pietro's here. And he kind of, like, gives me Fozzie. Fozzie. Fonzie vibes, he's like, "Hey, look it me, Pedro. What's up?"
0: Well, my thing, and again, I've said it before. Not a, not hugely familiar with with Fonzie, but uh, we are entering the '90s here. We get the leather jacket. Um, this is Uncle Jesse. This is Uncle Jesse straight, and he, he is the uncle to these twins. So,
1: I would uh, love Full House. I will mention in the intro too. There were at least two shots that were I felt references to Full House. There's the iconic them running in the grass, and then there's the iconic them sitting in the with a picnic. But I would love for the next episode to continue with that, and we have some Full House Uncle Jesse, Uncle Pietro vibes. <laughs> yep, and, and I gotta say this was. Uh...
0: I do. I do. I do like the second generation of X-Men movies, but I also believe one of the best characters in that franchise was Evan Peterson's Quicksilver. We have, we have really incredible scenes uh, of, we see his perspective when he's able to run around. And and of course everything's in slow motion because he's moving basically the speed of light and he's able to alter things in in very quick succession and I I think that's so cool. That's that's, uh, and, and for me at this point, if if we don't get one of those classic Evan Peters slow mo uh, action shots, I'm gonna be upset because we got him here. Let's do it.
1: And honestly, his version of Quicksilver fits Wandavision more than than uh the original Quicksilver uh, Aaron. Because his was more moody. It was more broody. It was back when him and Wanda were more sad and, and more like, man, the world's against us. This one fits the sitcom. He was more jokey in, in that movie, this Quicksilver. And yeah, I was, I mean, I think this is the big highlight everyone talks about. It's just as crazy. It opens up so many doors. It is so smart, I think, for Disney to do. Um, and it is kind of crazy that that this happened. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I think, and I'm, I'm curious to get your
0: take on this because like, what, 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 is, what do we want? What is the best case scenario here? Because for me, like, I do love these, these X-Men and it would be cool if this was the door to, to bringing those characters in. I love James McAvoy. Um, and, and I don't think those movies are that bad. Um, but my question is like the big thing for me is if we are just simply going to transition, bring them in from another reality, bring them into this world, if that's where we're going with this, what about Logan? You know, where does Logan fit into all this? Cause we know Hugh Jackman has basically retired this character. And also, I don't know that he's gotten much older it it would have to be old man
1: logan you know so or a different logan i mean that's the thing with this what this does with the multiverse what it does is we can recast wolverine and it makes sense you know it's still wolverine just a different wolverine that we didn't know It, it opens the possibility for the marvel never has to end you can just recast iron man because it's a tony stark from a different universe now right it and it is scary when there's no rules. Then that's when it's, you know, speaking of Happy Days, jumping the shark. Like, is Marvel going to jump the shark with this uh, with this introduction? I do believe that if anyone can do it, I think Marvel can. They approved that. I mean, people would have thought their MCU, like th- th- having movies that correlated with each other was crazy. When they did that, no other nobody else did that.
0: Yeah and that's the that's the big theme of all of the MCU for me is is it's time to but just put faith and faith in these guys. I mean they're owned by Disney, which is the biggest company in the world. Uh, they can pull off incredible things. There were things where I'm sitting like uh throughout the MCU where I'm like, "Okay, was it really a good idea to kill off half the characters in Infinity War and then bring them back?" And it it paid off super well is it really smart to have an entire show dedicated to sitcoms and the MCU? Like, does that even make sense? And it's working out great. Is it a good idea to bring in this multiverse and just pull characters in from different movies and companies? Is that a good idea? It's probably going to pay off. Great. We're probably going to love it. So I'm learning to trust Disney and the MCU.
1: Yep. And that's, that's what I think we need to do. And um, to, to end our, our WandaVision talk, uh, I got to ask, who's the Popsicle? <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: Vision Vision being the Popsicle is is pretty funny what to me. What flavor Popsicle do you think he'd be? Well, he has to be Cherry, right?
1: Yeah. I was going to say Cherry or one of those, like, Firecracker Popsicles that you get on, uh, like, 4th of July. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh,
0: I like those, so that, that very well could be it.
1: Yeah, and then the other thing, I, I don't remember where it was, but I didn't notice it, and I looked it up. I do – I. I have a number for you this week as you love numbers.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Hit me with that.
1: Do you have this as well? There's a satellite number. Uh, I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but basically the number corresponds to a vision comic where vision is getting is meets the wife to the person that the, the wonder man that, that, basically his mind was based off off of so fun tidbit i don't think it really has any relevance but i feel like anytime they come up with a number they're like all right find a random vision or wanda comic and and let's just throw it in there
0: yeah it sounds like they had one guy like an intern dedicated to like "Uh, let's pull out all the relevant comics write those numbers down and anywhere we need a number we'll just insert these things yeah uh but no that's that's i didn't even pick up. like i I was gonna make a comment that i didn't see any numbers this episode so uh well done there well done um so uh, we do we have some questions here um kelly Wyatt wants to know we got an awesome hawaiian shirt at the end of the episode um what are you a hawaiian shirt guy i love hawaiian shirts I figured I'm a Hawaiian shirt guy too. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get those on for the
1: recording next time. Big Hawaiian shirts, more Hawaiian shirts, the better. Um, Maybe we'll get some like Miami vice. I guess it's not really a sitcom, but maybe they'll do some like uh, Miami vice vibes. Yes.
0: So we're pro mustaches and Hawaiian shirts here, obviously. So, um, all right. So that, that, that leads us out of the episode here. We'll, we'll jump into the back half. Um, and where we talk about recommendations and news stories, and and I'll hop right into my news story because this is, and I hope I'm not stealing it, because it kind of for me was a big story this week, um, and it directly translates to what we talk about here on the show, and the fact that uh, Ryan Coogler has signed a five-year deal with Disney Plus, and he is going to be creating a Wakanda TV show. Um, we don't have a whole lot of information. I, I I don't know if it was confirmed or not. I saw some stuff that it might be a Killmonger show, which I'm down for that. That sounds awesome. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, I I think that uh, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman really opened the door for the possibilities of Wakanda and all these other characters because because for me, uh, Black Panther was great in the fact that we did we had this awesome. Uh, black superhero but for for me it was more about the black culture i mean this entire world and all these different characters and um it sounds like between black panther 2 coming out um we may not have the black panther that we originally did but it sounds like we will have between the movie and tv show a whole world of
1: information to explore so i'm very excited about that that's awesome. I, I, Wakanda is such an interesting world that we still have to explore. There's so many layers to it. They did a good job of setting up, so I definitely feel like there's more story there. Do you have a new story this week? I do. I actually have 3, but we can choose one. We could we could dabble. I can just give the big, you know, moments. One one is Star Wars, one is Falcon Winter Soldier and one is about Borderlands, the movie. But that that's like a stretch one. That was just one to, that was my original one I can find it, and then I found some more specific ones. But
0: so uh I I, I want to hear about the Star Wars one because I'm curious which
1: one you're pulling from, definitely. Um, but yeah, okay. Go, just hit us whatever you want. All right, so this is a little bit of sad news, but uh, this is about uh the passing of Trisha Noble, who was portrayed uh padme's mother in the prequels of star wars she was she was padme's mother so i just wanted to give a little you know nod to her pay our respects uh to to that universe you know we haven't talked a ton of our our co-podcast world in star wars so uh sad sad day there yeah that's uh no good and
0: running into i'm curious uh your Borderlands
1: story Uh, are you pulling out are you pulling the kevin hart card no i'm uh well that was already announced but uh i'm pulling out the jamie lee curtis card oh i didn't even hear about this jamie lee curtis is going to be on board so the borderlands if you know you know the (laughs) there's gonna be a borderlands video or it is a video game it's gonna be a movie uh jamie lee curtis has joined the cast and uh kevin hart has already joined the cast yeah
0: i've never played the borderlands game but i understand the cultural cultural relevance of the game i i know what it looks like uh it seems like it would make up for a very cool
1: movie so i'm excited for oh my mistake i didn't read my full article she's in talk so she's not confirmed yet but it's i think it's pretty like it's it's down the hole where it's like it's being announced that she's in talk so it's yeah i'd be surprised if she doesn't get it yeah
0: that, that that would be cool love us some jamie lee curtis here
1: and then my last is just the falcon super bowl commercial uh, happened this weekend and in it the big thing we saw was that emily van camp is back as sharon carter uh that was never officially announced and she was in the trailer so we can assume she is part of the the little fun group so it's fun to see her in the trailer
0: yeah, no, and uh, I said it before. That's one that I was initially very excited for. That show looks so cool. It's gonna be, it's gonna be very refreshing to hop into that after WandaVision because they're they seem to be very different tones. You know, uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that looks like an action movie through and through. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that one.
1: What recommendation do you have this week, Michael?
0: All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you guys with one, and uh, it's a little different because. I do i like stand-up comedy a little bit um and, and this is kind of in the same vein because I, it's but it's not comedy it's very hard to wrap this up it's it's a magic show and it's called in and of itself and it's on hulu and this this special absolutely floored me uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into and I don't even want to say too much because I read some things that that kind of spoiled some of the tricks that go on in the show and I felt really bad about it. So I don't want to say too much, uh, but just go in, know that it's a magic show and prepare to cry because it, it is actually super emotional. And I, I never thought that that would be my reaction to a magic show. So definitely that is my recommendation for the week.
1: This is the second time that was recommended to me. So I feel like at this point I have to try it now. Uh, it's
0: just so cool. Uh, this guy, um, lord I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head but uh it was it's so incredible um the way he paints the story uh, in, in a way and he talks about stories of his life absolutely
1: beautiful so I love it and mine I'm going to go over to our to another uh comic book creator I don't know if you heard of him DC My recommendation is Long Halloween. I I re-picked this up. I've read it before, and I I, I picked it up again. It's an arc of Batman. Really good arc. Um, There is – why I recommend it now, there is talks that the new Batman movie, with Robert Patterson, is going to be based or at least inspired by Long Halloween. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the new Batman movie, then maybe don't read it. But really good, yeah. Uh, Michael is showing his copy – it is uh it has so many villains in it but also it's it it tells some really cool stories about specific villains and uh a good time without any spoilers i can't say much more (laughs) yeah
0: and i can't wait for that batman movie by the way that that was a really cool trailer so yeah all about that one all right anything else tommy
1: that's all i got over here
0: all right, so we'll wrap the show up here. I do I want to give I want to give some thank yous again to a Buddy Nathan Burnett helps in the background here, uh, Aaron Robertson who helps with our intro music and Ethan Kellum for our logo and I'm putting all of their social media links in the show notes. So be sure if you need some music, Aaron Robertson will definitely help you out. If you need some art, Ethan Kellum will also help you out. Uh, both great dudes, so highly recommend them. Uh also want to say please rate and review us on iTunes. We say that every week if we get a hundred which we got a lot more this week i think we're close to halfway there if we get a hundred we will do a bonus episode so and I michael will that. put
1: prosthetic makeup on his children
0: <laughs> yes yeah, so that sounds like a great uh halloween costume for this year so yeah uh yeah, yeah. well we'll
1: we'll work with you guys Uh, and send us questions if you have questions during the episode or you just have thoughts even if you want to like if you've already reviewed us and you want to send us more thoughts send us our way and and we'd be happy to hear it out maybe say it on the podcast but uh we love getting any feedback from our our handles and i guess we should talk about we have a a twitter if you want to follow us on twitter uh, Star Stark Wars Pod. Is that Pods or Yep,
0: Star Wars Pod, and we're also on Instagram now. So I uh, haven't put too much on there, but we're getting there. And uh, yeah, so give us a follow. All right, Tommy. Uh, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. This was a lot of fun. Great episode. Next week is going to be insane, I'm sure. So uh, we will see you guys next time.
1: Bye.